Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another Tuesday. Another Tuesday. Yeah, it's great. From America, no? This will, uh, no, one more. We'll have one more from America and then then we'll be back together in heaven. Okay. (laughs) Yes, so. You're in heaven. Yeah, I can't wait to be there. You come for a very short time. Yeah, because after that, we have a seminar back in Canada, which is going to be amazing. Exactly. (laughs) Mariah said, heaven is where your wife is. Very accurate. (laughs) 100%. Ryan, heaven is where I am. Yeah, it's a competition. (laughs) But I like the way you think. Exactly. Uh, All right. So if you're on, feel free as much as possible to interact throughout because today's topic is one that I think many people at first will push back against, but because it's very counterintuitive, but it's actually life-changing. And there's a sort of a viewpoint in society that people have, and, and we'll talk about what that viewpoint is, but in general, it makes people very small, very weak, uh, and generally destroys their potential to expand, potential to make money, and potential to live. And, uh, and that's the topic. And we can jump right in, but tell me what, what, you, what you think or if there's any questions that you want to set up. Thank you. Okay, so let's dive in. The, the topic is, is this. There's a general viewpoint uh, in society that you have a body, and of course, you don't want anything to happen to your body. Like, people will protect their body because it's important for them to live, and they feel that if their body dies, they die. And so they get scared to do certain things or they get scared for their children to do certain things because their children need to be aware. And the general result is that people have this idea that they need to be careful. And that's this viewpoint that people have. But I know that your premise is don't be careful. Yeah. And that's what I want to talk about and to explain that. And, um, and I have a bunch of reasons why, but that, let's just start with that. So, so when you are careful, you have a hidden decision that says something bad going to happen. Mm-hmm. Since anything True. that's ever happened to you is because you decided that it will happen to you, uh, what you basically say is, please hurt me. Yeah, this I can see that. what it is. And um, you will see that the more careful you become, uh, you might not get hurt physically, but the worse you, you get. Mm-hmm. Because if you really, 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 really worried about your body, it's like if someone worried about his car, the best thing is never to drive his car. Put it in a museum yeah. and protect it and be really, really careful and don't use the car. The same thing with the body. The, if, you, if you worry about your body, put it in a museum and don't use the body. But that's not mm-hmm. life. Right. That's trying not to die. That's different than living. Yes. Yes. So, so the, more you ca- the more careful you are, of course, you bring the problems on yourself and you will see that the truth is that nothing will happen to you if you will be bold and full with yourself and 
totally confident and totally certain. You can say that accidents are the result of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Danger. Accidents are the result of uncertainty, not danger. Danger is what the people that become uncertain, the useless people look and they say, oh, it's dangerous, it's dangerous, it's dangerous, and they become useless. But successful mm, yeah. people are not afraid. Successful people are certain. And you're successful because you're certain. And when you're certain, there's not even possibility of fear because whatever will happen, will happen. I will deal with it. Right. I right. can deal with that. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, that makes sense. But what sort of got me onto this line of thinking was something that happened a couple of months ago. And this guy said to me, but look, once there are children involved, you know, when you have a child, like maybe you're young and you can go and don't be careful and live your life. But when you're with children, then you need to be careful because now you have the responsibility of your children. Don't go doing extreme sports and driving motorcycles and jumping off cliffs and, and doing crazy things because you have a responsibility now. Okay. So you have children now. And you think that you are responsible and now you're going to make yourself weaker and weaker and smaller and smaller. And that's how you will protect your children by becoming useless. I mean, that their response would have been no. My, what I'm doing is I'm not going to put danger because if I die, I'm going to leave my wife without a man. I'm going to leave my kids without a father. It's, you know. It's going to be a terrible situation. So what's the percentage of people that die from extreme sport versus percentage of people that die from car accidents? So let's not take car accident, not, not drive the cars. Let's say go back to the insanity of Corona because you might get something. And let's, so what, what's the whole thing about Corona was someone decided that it's dangerous and the whole universe stopped. Yeah. Insanity. Yeah, true. It's insanity. Mm -hmm. The more afraid you are, the worse you will get. Now, why? Why? Because fear is a state of imperception. You don't perceive when you're afraid. So obviously mm -hmm. what you're afraid of do not exist because you cannot see. Okay, let's explain that for somebody that's hearing that for the first time. Fear is a state of imperception. Yeah, when you're afraid, when someone do bah! And you're afraid, you are like, whoa, you don't want to look at that. Yes, you, you don't actually, yeah. you're not confronting what's happened. That's why you're afraid. Yeah. The fear is just uh, an effort to prevent communication. So if you are afraid of something, but you're not in communication with the something, the something do not exist. You're afraid of, you don't know what you're afraid of. Right. You're not actually looking at it. You don't, you're not looking at it. When a person is afraid of cockroach, he doesn't look at the cockroach. He looks at the pictures that the cockroach they turn on in his mind and he has a whole horror show in his mind and he's afraid of mm -hmm. cockroaches but the cockroach can do nothing to you there's nothing to be afraid of right right 100 nothing to be afraid of a cockroach i mean seriously it's like small thing and, and very yeah uh, yeah squashable yes <laughs> people are afraid of yeah. a cockroach it's they're not afraid yeah. of the cockroach they're afraid of the what the cockroach represent in their mind and what happened mm -hmm. they don't actually look at the cockroach if you will look at the cockroach you will stop being afraid of a cockroach because it's ridiculous 
Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I, I hate cockroaches <laughs> with a passion. So, but you're right. It's so true. That's, it's really true. And the older you get, the more you're willing to like, all right, go and just handle it. But for sure, especially, I mean, probably to this day, but I've gotten better. I used to hate cockroaches. It's a great example. And then when you look at it and actually just go and kill the thing, you get over it. Yeah, and just don't kill it or don't kill it or whatever. It's like, but just look at it and you'll see that it will not, he will not come because if you will actually confront it, it will not be a problem. The only thing that can hurt you is those things that you're unwilling to communicate with. What is fear? Unwillingness to communicate with. Yes. So yes. The only thing that hurts you is this thing that you're unwilling to communicate with. If you're unwilling to communicate with your uh, credit card situation, it will hurt you. If you're unwilling to communicate with the tax requirement, it will hurt you. If you're unwilling mm -hmm. to communicate with your client, it will hurt you. If yes. you're unwilling yes. to communicate with your wife, you're smart. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yes, of course. <laughs> Of course, but, but so, okay, now, but just go, first of all, that to me, I agree, right? But somebody listening will say, look, let's just say that the guy was an extreme sports uh, free diver, okay? And there are deaths in that field, okay? And, and we got to talking about cave diving and this guy who they, they on purpose go in, in underwater in tiny, tiny caves that you need to squeeze your body through and once you get out, then you go to the other side. And like, that's how that's an, ext an, an extreme sport underwater. Now mm -hmm. the person gets, got stuck because of some issue and died. Okay. And it's like terrible. Like they had kids. It's like horrible. Yeah. People die. And percentage wise, uh, I didn't check it specifically, but I am sure that if you take all the people that are doing uh, those kind of diving and in percentage, to society, you'll see that percentage-wise, there's no more deaths because from extreme sports. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, the only time that those people are actually getting to die is when someone convinces them that it's dangerous. Mm. <laughs> it's really so. that before someone convinces you that it's dangerous, it's not. Yeah, there's literally no danger unless somebody said to you that there is a danger. For you, there's just no danger. Someone, yes, someone have to really convince you that it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. As a child, you don't think that something is dangerous. You put children alone and they play and they do the most amazing thing and every, nothing happens until an adult come and warn them and tell them to be careful. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. So somebody said here, I think about cockroaches, it's not a fear, they can't harm you. It's just unhygienic and the roach can poop and cause asthma and they breed worse than rabbits and they get into everything and they need to be kept from infesting spaces, especially with food safety. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's, you're not afraid. Not afraid. It's not yeah. a problem. It can be damaging, blah, 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 but I'm not afraid. I'm handling them. Yeah, exactly. Away from them. I don't look at a cockroach and go, ah! God, blah, 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 run, bye, 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 and call my wife. Hundred <laughs> percent, yeah, of course. Child, you know, what's that? Or call my child to handle it. It's not. It's not. The problem is that if you will actually confront it, you'll know what's the problem. You know how to handle it, and you handle it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay. So, back to 
that. So you're saying that a person that has children should continue to do their their diving, their skydiving, their ride their motorcycles, put themselves in a line of danger. No, they're not putting themselves in the line of danger. They're putting themselves in the line of life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they will die in different ways. So let's say they will stop doing what they love and now they will be miserable and they will raise their children and those children will be miserable and it's better that they will not have a dad. Mm-hmm. That is miserable. And they die, he will die not from diving, he will die from cancer or, or he will die because he's not actually living anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, most people die at the age of more or less 20, 22. Most people on this planet die at the age of 20, 22, maybe 23. They get buried at the age of 70, 80. Right. But they're yeah. actually dead. Right. So what is the story? Are you trying to live and teach your children how to live or are you trying to be careful? If you don't use your body, if you don't put your body in the line of fire at least a few times per day, you're not living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, and it needs to be exciting. Life needs to be, wow, not, oh, Netflix. Yeah. Second-hand experience. Mm-hmm. And Mariah said, in the line of life. I love that, which is, ex- it's amazing. I love it too. And so with that in mind, then you have the thing of, in that same conversation, then we said, okay, what if there's, you know, a, a river full of uh, dangerous hippopotamus? Are you going to go and jump in the river because you want to be dangerous, right? Obviously, the answer is no. But what is your... Uh, how would if you explain I, that? If I'm confronting them totally, I will know exactly how to handle them. Mm-hmm. I will know how to handle them and they will not be dangerous for me. They will be dangerous for someone that did not confront them, that did not communicate fully, that does not know what's going on. But if you really know what's going on, knowledge brings about control. Yeah. Yeah, and you see these people that... Eyes, because you cannot get knowledge by closing your eyes. You, this is, you pray maybe when you close your eyes, but you don't get knowledge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and Mariah said it's like the lion guy on Instagram. So you see these people on Instagram like that are, they, they have confronted over time and learned and been with, and now they know lions, and they play with lions because they've raised them and they're, they've fully confronted them. Yeah. So that's 100%. Huh? Dean Schneider. Exactly. Dean Schneider on Instagram. Exactly. And I see people that swim with sharks or people that play with crocodiles and they, they've just, they've learned to know the animal. So fine. But I'm saying, where is is it? Just, just people that deal with people. It's much more dangerous than animals. Animals are very predictable. (laughs) Yeah. You think, if you think that animals are unpredictable or Kev is unpredictable, people are much more unpredictable, are much more insane, much more dangerous. Yeah. Do you mean as in criminals or just people in general? Most people in life, they get crazy. Like you drive and a person gets crazy and shoot you. And mm-hmm. as society becomes be more careful, more careful, more careful, the more violent they would be because people don't actually see. Mm, yeah, people become insane because they don't because they are not alive, right? But the real danger on the planet is people. It's not animals and caves and diving 
an extreme spot. Extreme spot is what make people into same people. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. So then you have to then learn how to handle people, essentially, is the point here, right? Learn your yeah. fellow man. The danger, because at the end of the day, what someone convinced you that it can be dangerous. Yeah. Instead yeah. of convincing you, no, go further, higher, bigger, become more professional, more certain, more impressive, more wow. What everyone, what society tells you is become useless. And the more useless you are, the more we will admire you. Mm. Yeah. This yeah. Is really what society is all about is... Yeah. People are taking the victim and making it wow. Look at the victim. Yeah. So. Looking at people that bring results and making things go right and making the impossible become possible instead of admiring them what people says, well, you know, let's help everyone to be very careful. So what do you end up with? An AI that will control your life. Because yeah. you are useless, you are useless, you are useless. You need to be careful, which means you are useless. So computer will do your job and then uh, robots will do your job and then AI will do your job and then you will not move. You will just sit somewhere connected to a machine and be a battery that power something. Mm -hmm. Because you need to be careful. That will be very careful. Nothing will happen to you. Everything will be mon monitor and everything will be safe. But you yeah. will be an amoeba, you know, like nothing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Amazing. And, and so... Is there, my, my question with like the hippos, obviously you can know the animal, but, but in general, how do you know or how do, how do you kind of decide if you should do something that is in, in, and approach something in a sane way? So for example, let's say I just learned to ride a motorcycle, okay? I'm not going to at that moment go on a highway because it's, it's really just... Yeah, it's no problem. Right. Things on a gradient, yes. Okay. Yeah, so do things step by step. Yeah, no, but not because you're afraid. It's not from yeah. a fear. It's actually you increasing your ability to confront, you increasing your ability to communicate. So the more you communicate with the motorcycle, the more you communicate, the more you communicate, the better it is. If you take a motorcycle and you will actually do what you need to do with the motorcycle, the motorcycle cannot hurt you. You can hurt the motorcycle, but it cannot hurt you. Yes, yes. Okay, great. And that makes sense. And then the, the last point, because we want to kind of keep it somewhat short, but the last point with children, of course, I mean, I can see my friends and I can imagine and I felt it before even taking care of my little brother and sister. There's a feeling of like, you want to make sure they're okay. You, you feel that, hey, be careful, right? And they're playing around the pool and you're always worried that, are they going to fall in? How do you explain to a parent this concept of teach your child not to not be careful, essentially? So, so first of all, a parent needs to understand that the self-determinism of a child is much more important than his body. Mm -hmm. So if I raise a child that have no self-determinism, which means everything is dangerous, he cannot just decide and do, and execute so you have a body it's warm it's breathing it's eating 
it's polluting, but it's not alive, it's dead. So yes. if you want to raise a, really a, a, a vegetable, that's what you do. You have someone that don't have any self-determinism. Now, if yeah. you want to raise someone powerful that uh, can handle life, that can handle anything that comes his way, he needs to rub elbows with life. He needs to fall into the pool and almost drown. It's totally fine. <laughs> so, okay, what do you mean? So I just let him stay in there a teeny bit longer? Like... Yeah, just see, he fell and it's okay. you fine and you help him and you teach him and you get him to, and you explain to him and you, and you confront it before and you're not irresponsible, but you teach him, you tell him, look, this is the pool, da-da-da, da-da-da. And that's what you do, and you train him, and you show him, like we've done with you, with, at the age of, uh, I don't know, six, seven months, we yeah. threw you to the pool, and you've learned how to float somehow. <laughs> yes. You're yes. yes. Swimming so, lessons, so but controlled environment, people are going to go and just throw their kid into a pool. Yeah, yeah of but, course, it's in a controlled environment. That, that's what I'm saying, on a gradient, on a gradient. Yeah, but you, you're not saying, I'm not telling to my child, be careful. I'm telling to my child, yes, of course, learn, do things on a gradient. But one thing for sure, your self-determinism is much more important than your body. Right. So I will help you with the gradient. I'll teach you, blah, 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 blah. But I will never tell you, look, don't do that because it's dangerous. No, do it smartly. Yes, I got you. And then is it the parent's responsibility also to create a safe environment for their children as a basic prerequisite. Like I'm assuming generally the parents shouldn't, you know, maybe if the, they're playing on the street by a, by a bunch of moving cars, maybe you don't set up the playground there. You know what I mean? You can put it in the backyard rather. You get what I'm, what I'm saying? Yeah. I would not worry about that. I will educate the, the kid and I would teach him what's going on. And not create the environment because how, how many gates can you put around? Mm -hmm. But if I will explain to him and don't think that he's an idiot and from the age of zero, understand that kid, a child is just a spirit, a man is just a person with a small body. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes you talk to children and I see the... You, you talk to children and people say, like they're talking to the children like uh, like uh, imbecile. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I look at the child and I come to him and I say, funny, huh? And the, and the child, you can see that the child says, yes, even if he cannot speak. Yeah. Right, with a, with a baby, go to a baby after his mom or whoever talk to him like he's an imbecile and tell him, I know you know. And you'll mm -hmm. see the child will light up. Yeah. Yeah. Even a baby. Even a baby. They know. Yeah. So don't, don't behave to them because they have a small body like and they're idiots. No, they have a small body, but they're spirits and they know and they, and they have feelings and they have uh, things that they like and they don't like. And they have very, very, very good intention all the time. Just that the body limits their results. And it's totally right. okay. If you explain to them and communicate, et cetera, et cetera, everything will be fine. Yes.
Yeah, amazing, amazing. So it's not about creating a safe environment. It's about explaining and communicating to the child, doing things step by step. Uh, of course, when at what point does the parent interfere? Like, you know, let's say the kid's running towards the street. And like, you know, they're like having fun running towards the street. I mean, you will for sure grab them. So at yeah, what point does that happen? But, that, that, but that's too late. It's mean that for a long time you did not explain. Yeah. And if the kid's in a good condition, he will break the car instead of him breaking. Right, right. Yeah. And that's <laughs> happened to you. You ran into the street, you hit the car, the car broke, you had nothing. Nothing happened to you. Yeah, yeah. So, right. so if the kid is in a good condition, nothing will happen to the kid. Yeah, yeah, I see. Got you. Okay. Well, that's you that's amazing. You'll see also that uh, in like in when I was young, when I was when I was a baby, a child, there was nothing around protecting us. Like nothing. We've been alone. We were going into the mountain. We will do all kind of crazy, crazy stuff, and everything was okay. Mm-hmm. And now everyone is very, 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 very protected. But everyone has ADHD and ADBD and they cannot do this and they cannot do that. And, they, and everyone is so sensitive and they're sensitive to gluten and sensitive to this and sensitive to that. What's this nonsense? I'm, I, I, didn't, I didn't see one person in Israel in all up to, I don't know, 20 years ago that was sensitive to anything. Mm-hmm. People were sensitive to Israelis. That's yes, but not Israeli sensitive to gluten. Yeah, yeah. Now, what is the is the, the question is, you know, I will I'll often say, look, people now, and mo- usually people agree, people now are more depressed than they were sixty years ago, for example, right? And sixty years ago, they were busy surviving, figuring out how to move their family to America or whatever. Mm-hmm. But is it true that there were still people though that were depressed? Maybe we just didn't know about it, or there were people that were sensitive to gluten, but they just weren't getting visibly sick or making a big thing out of it. Yeah. I mean, what, or dying sooner. Whatever it is, it was not there. What do you mean? Like it, in another 50 years from now, someone will invent another insanity, another gluten, gluten B. Mm-hmm. And was it here or not? Who cares? People living, people just moving. and Yeah, yeah, I see. And, but in the overall thing, you'll see people live longer, but they don't actually live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People live in a nicer houses, but terrible emotion. Mm-hmm. People have much more tools, but terrible relationships. Yeah. People have all the knowledge, but zero ethics. It's just the, the opposite of what you want. So really what you walk towards, if you open your eyes, you'll see that you walk towards that an AI control you. Why mm. will an AI control you? Because you become nothing, because you are useless, you're afraid. Right. Yeah. How useless can you be? Afraid. Yeah. Amazing. That's... You want to go towards being useless? Yes, of course. Protect yourself and protect yourself and protect yourself and just go with condoms over your body and, you know, and you'll be protected. <laughs> I don't know yeah. from what. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. I, I mean, so what would you, what would you, uh, first of all, I have a, another question, but let's read some of the comments here. So Facebook user said, please post a replay. There will be a replay. Arjuna said, bubble proof everything. It's the only way. Yes. <laughs> right. And um, Anita said, I remember a childhood like that too. Way more freedom when you were saying that you used to go play in the mountains and used to do everything. Right. And Mariah and Lior both said, LOL. Yes, that was very funny. And now there's a couple of questions. So first of all, Avog says, unfortunately, you can't always protect them from everything. And bubble wrap everything isn't good either because it can instill more fear, which is true. And William asked, what's the definition of a conclusion? And what's the definition of a consideration? Okay. A conclusion is a a decision that you make based on facts, which will always be wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The conclusion is something that locks you and nothing is locked in this universe. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, a cons- and a consideration is something that uh, is used by uh, the entities or something that is used by a person uh, to justify um, an inability. Mm. Great, great. So when I have a consideration that I can run only, uh, there was a consideration that people can run a mile only with four minutes. It's it's a consideration and it was impossible for 2000 years to break the record. And one day someone broke broke the record and a year later, 2000 people broke the record. Consideration. Yeah. yeah. It's a limitation. Exactly. Amazing. Okay, great. And then my final thing is, in a practical way, how do you now improve that? So, for example, I went on a trip over the weekend. And, um, you know, I can see different people. They're not just in our group, but you just look around at people and everyone's 25 to 35. And you just see that people want to just sit and do nothing and relax and not be so active. And that's sort of where things go. You see that kids are very alive. The parents sit down and do nothing, right? Yeah. You see that some people will be jumping off the cliffs, having fun. Some people will stay and watch. So how do you activate somebody and bring some life back into them? Okay, so so first of all, um, those people that sit and do nothing, lost, they have no purpose. Mm-hmm. They have no purpose. And they, because they have no purpose, they don't act. Because purpose is actually a doingness. Mm-hmm. So when a person is careful, 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 uh, which means every time that you are careful, it's you lost. Because careful means I'm nothing, you are something. There is, I'm, I'm weak. So every time you've been careful, you decided that you are failed, and you failed, and you failed, and you failed. And when you failed enough time, you decide that the best thing for everyone is that you do nothing, have no purpose. And when you decide that you, the best thing for everyone is that you do nothing and have no purpose, you basically say, you will call it, I want to relax because you don't want to say I'm useless. 
say, no, I want to relax. Relax from what? You've been relaxing in the last 50 years. <laughs> relax. Uh, yeah. yeah. Relax from what? And, yeah. and when you ask him, um, so you relax? Yes, I relax. And then he will tell you, yes, you know, life is boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're relaxed. And right. uh, so, so how do you get the person out of it? Is on a gradient scale, you need to find where he is and move him a little bit higher. Just find what's real for him and give him just a very, very small challenge, something that he can overcome, which means that he will not get another failure, but mm -hmm. will prove to him that he is somehow more, uh, uh, have more uh, control over the environment. He is somehow have a little bit of more self-determinism, just a little bit, not too much. The mistake is too much. Mm. And you give him a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more, and you make sure that he's not on drugs or alcohol because that's destroy any self-confidence and it destroy any... Although it seems like the person has more self-confidence, he's not. He's totally controlled by entities and the spirit itself losing uh, everything Once, once you get into drugs and alcohol. And if you make sure that they are not on drugs and alcohol and you give them a little bit of challenge, they will start to improve. But it's a very uh, delicate process to give them just enough. So you really need to find where it is, match it and go a little bit higher. Mm, amazing. Okay. Because you brought up drugs and alcohol, first of all, drugs... I think it's it's pretty easy to we don't even need to get too much into that at the moment. But alcohol, uh, let's say that somebody I have no problem with somebody having a glass of wine at dinner on occasion or a cocktail or whatever. But some people like to have get home right. Uh, it's Sorry. a common. They like to get home and have a beer. You know, it's a common thing. Did Did you hear me? Yeah, I heard you, but I don't know it yet. Okay, yeah, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's an, in many, many cultures, you get home, maybe I have opened, a, I get a glass of wine, have a beer, whatever. Is there an issue with having a glass of wine at night after coming home from work? Yeah. Why? Because every time you take a, a glass of wine, you become less you and you re-stimulate more of your past. Mm -hmm. This tipsy feeling is, I'm not here and I'm getting into a total automatic. So the little control that the spirit do have over the body goes away. And now it's all, everything is stimulus response. So the person feel like he has less limitations and so on. Yes, he has less limitation because he has zero but zero, zero, zero self-determinism. It's all controlled by the entities in the body. Mm. Even if they feel happier, more confident. They feel, they feel happy and more confident, but they are not because they're doing stupid things, yes? And uh, maybe they're not. Maybe they're not doing stupid things. Maybe they're just, you know... All, they're yeah. always doing stupid things. If you check, you'll see that they're always doing stupid things. Even if it's take them 50 minutes, 20% longer to do anything. Even if it is just sitting down and not producing anything. 
from any viewpoint, you'll see that it's actually damaging. They're not doing anything good. Mm -hmm. So, okay. so it's it's not good. I I, I don't I've never seen someone that uh, have it as a habit. I'm I don't mind if someone get a, a glass of wine or a cocktail in a party or once in a blue moon. Right, it's fine. But if that's the system, if that's every day, every day, every day, I come back from work and I need this uh, uh, to take this um, drug that will make sure that I would not be in present time. So what yeah. you, bec you become slower, less aware. And every time you, you do that, is it's not that you become less aware at that moment and it goes away. You become less aware, and every time it's a little bit more less aware. You don't feel the deterioration is very small, but you will become less and less and less and less you. And that's really the the danger in drugs because slowly they take you down. Some drugs quickly, but most drugs take you slowly down. It's so slow, slow, so subtle that one day you wake up and you see I'm actually stupid. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent, hundred percent. Amazing. Amazing. Well, okay, great. So I think I had, I had another question on the tip of my tongue, but I think that that was amazing. And I think that for anyone listening, that's life changing. And, um, you wanted to put up the link on the screen. Just let's talk quickly about the seminar that's upcoming in Toronto, Canada, which is what I'm coming back for, as we said. Yes. Yeah, so so most people um, are really uh, cannot confront life. Most people have a lot of losses. Most people are really worried about their body, about their health. They have a lot of health issue. They they really cannot. They become weak. Uh, the average person by the age of forty is really weak. He, he can they cannot do anything. Like they they're really weak. And uh, that's uh, translate to physical weakness, and they're susceptible to become sick. They become sick, and they get more and more and more medicines. And uh, most people in America are on some kind of medicine, mm -hmm. more than one, to handle some kind of a condition. And all yeah. of that is happening because they lost the self determinism. Right. And the the handling is uh, that you really need to remove these things that create those problems for you right now that you unwilling to look at the cockroach. Why are you unwilling to look at the cockroach? There is actual pictures that tells you that something is really dangerous and you really believe that there is really dangerous. Something really is dangerous, but there is nothing really dangerous, yes? So yeah. if you remove all of those fears, if you will remove all of those considerations, if you will remove all the past, all the things that actually stop you, you will be able to actually handle your body. You will learn how your body actually works. And once the body stops becoming a liability, then you will stop being afraid. And once yeah. you stop being afraid, you will be able to start looking and confronting what's in front of you and create something. Because for as long as you are afraid, you are not creating anything, you are preventing. Once you stop being afraid, 
you start looking, you start communicating, and you can start putting something out there. So <clears throat> the, the key to understand is that for as long as you are afraid, you do not actually see. You are not in communication. Now, yeah. how can you build a building without seeing the building that you're building? Yes. Yes. So this seminar is designed to handle these basic, basic, basic fears that prevents you from having a life. So I've said that a few times that uh, most people argue with me and say, well, you know, I don't know if I have past lives. I said, the problem is not if you have past life. The problem is that you don't have your current life. Yeah. That's the actual problem. Yeah. The problem is really not past lives. The problem is current life. Yeah, and people the struggle to live. Yeah, and the, and the reason I'm looking at past life is in order to fix your current life. Yeah. There's no question that there is past life. Yes. The question is, why don't you have your current life? Yeah, and it, it's yeah, amazing. It's amazing. just a past. You don't really have a current life. You have just past. 99.9% .9 of the reality of people is past. Yeah. They don't really yeah. see what's in front of them. Right. right. So they don't have a current life. They live in the past. And it's not important if past life is yesterday or a lifetime ago. It's still past life. Interesting. Interesting. That's amazing. And it's also amazing because you always say, look, if, if a problem is not getting handled, the current problem you think it is, it's not the right problem. It's always before. So if you have problems in your current life and most people struggle to live in any way, let alone to succeed, but just to get by is so terrible and hard and tough and, and you know, they get knocked down. Let's look at the problem before. Exactly. It's really interesting. Yeah, amazing. Now, one question about it. First of all, anybody that's watching, you can go to gprosperity.com forward slash past lives and there's three seminars there that are free. It's about six hours of content. If you watch those seminars fully and actually watch them, those alone will change your life. And they're just there, sitting there, little nuggets of gold that are just sitting there for free. So go check that out. But, you know, I have a few friends that wanted to, uh, had, you know, weren't sure about coming to the seminar. Now they're coming. But their questions were, at first, work. I have work, taking off work. It's a problem. I can't get off work. Number one and number two, it's can be it's there's a cost involved. So, yeah. and it can be is is it expensive? Is it not? Those are the two questions. What would you say if somebody that we have plans? Extremely, and, it's extremely expensive not to be there because it will cost you in less production. It will cost you in medical bills. It will cost you in uh, early retirement unwanted it will cost you in not closing deals it will cost you in broken relationship it will cost you in all areas of life so it's extremely expensive not to go there mm -hmm. and uh, if you think that you don't have time obviously you already have a problem in your life because you cannot control your time so you definitely need to get control over your life yeah so 
from my viewpoint and uh, any person that actually understand what we are teaching, anyone that really understand how important is the condition of the spirit, there is nothing more important than handling your past lives. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. imagine that you came to this seminar for a week and after that uh, you handled your whatever physical condition you had or you handle whatever problem you had at work or you handle the problem with income that you had or with money or whatever problem you have that you're carrying for a long, 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 long time, it gets handled. Ima just, just imagine that you do that. Would you say that, oh, I, I, will it be logical to say, you know, I'm really poor because I didn't want to invest uh, one week. I couldn't invest one week to become rich. It would be crazy, yes? I'm really sick, but uh, I couldn't invest one week in, in fixing myself. It would be really weird. It would be like insane. That's really what it is. So people have really? problems. Um, older, they become weaker, they become, they have less and less time. Every moment that you, that go by, you have less time. And uh, it's really uh, insane to say, I don't have time to gain uh, really fixing all my future lives, never mind just today. Yeah, amazing. That's so a very exactly for your eternity, and you say, No, I don't have time. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, that's mm. how insane it is. Amazing, amazing, oh. true, and it's so true. And Mariah said, Those seminars are incredible. I can't believe that they were free, even talking about the ones on gprosperity.com forward slash past lives. It's true, powerful. Really, very really, really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's really one in I think in the first seminar when I was talking about the your way, like mm -hmm. this breakthrough there of knowledge that's I think everyone was looking for for yeah. eons. Eons. Yeah. I'm talking about secrets that people mankind was looking for eons, and I'm I'm not exaggerating. It's really yeah, there. Yeah, it's it's there. It's why it's wild that it's just there. It yes. is. It for was free. a breakthrough for free, for free. I know, but and the amazing thing is, if that's the free part, like everybody yeah. that was on the seminars was like, "Oh my god, I need to get to Canada," uh, and that's happening August 9th to the seventeenth, I believe. Yes. So it's gonna be wow. It's gonna yeah. be wow. All right, this was amazing. Thank you very, very much. I love the topic. I love the answers. And thank you for everything. Mwah. I love you. And thank you for everyone that was on. Mwah. Thank you. Thank you for participating. And we'll see yeah. you next week. Absolutely. I love you. Mwah. I love you. Bye, guys.